love Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and am daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you've decided to join me. Hello, 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 you wonderful people and welcome back to another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast. It is wonderful to have you here. It is wonderful to be here. I'm actually just feeling pretty grateful to be alive right now. Not that I had a near-death experience this week, but sometimes life is just good and you have to accept it and realize that and acknowledge it and be thankful for that because I think sometimes when we're low and not feeling great, We want things to be awesome and fantastic and great, but then sometimes when they are awesome and fantastic and great, we don't even stop to realize and appreciate it. So right now, I am sitting here recording my podcast episode, a place that I usually do, and I'm looking out my window to my car. I picked up my car yesterday, as you heard in last week's episode. It's a little Toyota 10 Toyota Yaris. It's a little 2010 Toyota Yaris. And I'm obsessed with it. It's so cute. I just want to give it a hug. Um, And I definitely cried (laughs) when we picked it up and we were driving home because it is just such a surreal moment to be holding my keys to my car. And it's something that I've dreamed about and been excited for and wanted for so, so long, like eight plus years, genuinely. And so now that it's here, I, like I said at the start, when you're in a good moment and a good place, you have to realize it and be thankful for it and take time to really bask in that and be thankful for that. My dad actually drove it home from where we picked up because it's a manual and I'm not super great at manual yet. And it also hadn't been insured for a uh, L-plater yet. So dad was driving it home and we were jamming out to Love Story by Taylor Swift because for any of you who know me, that is one of my favorite songs because of all of the memories that it has. Um, and I just wanted to make it even more special. So I put that on. I was crying, screaming, <laughs> singing home. So excited, so thankful, so grateful. So if you are in a place or a moment where you've always dreamed of being, I just want you to pause for a few moments and think about how surreal it is to be there. Think about how yourself a year ago, two years ago, even a week ago would have been pinching yourself and dreaming of being in that moment. And if you're not in that moment yet, if you're still waiting, believe me, it will be so, so good when you get there. I actually did a little poll on the Instagram at goodluck underscore Charlie pod asking you guys for some of your pinch me moments. And it was so fun to hear your responses to those. So thank you for getting on board and getting included on that. If you want to follow along, follow at goodluck underscore charliepod. That would be so cool. You can get involved in all of those sorts of things. And while I'm on that note, I have a confession to make. I feel kind of bad. I'm sorry. Last week, I did my inspiring individuals episode where I asked lots of different people what their best piece of advice was. And I also asked you guys on Instagram what the best piece of advice you'd ever been given was. And I read all your responses as they were coming through. And it was so fun. It was so sweet. Some of you had really, really good advice that like shook me and that I wanted to remember for forever, but I forgot to share them in last week's episode. And then because I didn't save them or anything, I went back to Instagram and I couldn't find them anymore. I don't know if you can find them. If I just don't know how, if that's the case, someone let me know how to find it, but I feel really bad that I lost your responses. Thank you for being involved anyway. It was great to hear and read for myself. I'm sorry that the rest of you couldn't benefit from that. 
On that note, this week's episode was going to be about vulnerability. It was going to be another buzzword vulnerable episode. And I also asked you guys what vulnerable means to you. But then I got too passionate and too excited about doing a podcast episode all about leadership skills, leadership lessons, people lessons, life management lessons, things like that. So in saying that, I did actually remember to save the responses to that question this time. And I'm sure I'll use that for a future episode down the track. But when I was inspired and passionate, I decided to use that energy then and go with it. For this podcast, for me, it's really just about me being at a place and being willing to go where I feel that I am led by the spirit or by God or whatever you want to use or even just by inspiration. I'm reading a book at the moment. One of my good friends recommended it to me and it's called Living an Inspired Life by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. And it's really cool. And it talks a lot about that as well. Just being willing and open and accepting to redirection and pursuing passions and ideas and inspiration when it calls and when it comes through you, if that makes sense to you guys. And so in saying that, as I was trying to sleep the other night and I was just reflecting on all the opportunities to lead that I've had, I wanted to share some of the lessons and takeaways I've learned from that. Because essentially, in the end, leadership is just about being self-aware, enough of yourself and committed to being a good person. And because of that, people want to follow you, see what you have to do. And truthfully, this is a disclaimer about the episode, but it's true. Everybody can be a leader. And I know that you've heard that a million times. I've heard it a million times, but you really, really can. If you are listening to this, I can assure you that someone in your life has found you inspiring and has wanted to follow in your footsteps in some way. It might be in fashion, in fitness, in food and health, which is kind of the same. Uh, it might be in the way you study, do your schoolwork. It might just be in the way that you treat people and your kindness. You have definitely inspired someone and been a leader to others in some way in your life before. However, there are also times where you may have had a leadership position, an official leadership position in quotation mark. I... I'm really passionate about leadership. I always kind of have been. So I've had a few different leadership experiences in my life, which I am so grateful for. But before I jump into all of that, my auntie told me that my uncle, Andy, hello, Uncle Andy, listens to this podcast on his way to work in amongst boring business management podcast. Ugh. And so because of that, in honor of that, I decided to start this episode with the dad joke because he is the king of dad jokes and I thought, why not? We can all deal with a little bit of an extra laugh. So, what do you call a factory that makes okay products? A satisfactory! Anyway, you're welcome Uncle Andy. I hope the rest of you didn't mind that too much. Let's jump right into the episode. So, my experience in leadership began when again in grade four when I was what was called our school student captain student council member for the class and that they met like once a month or once a term with other student councils from all the other grades to discuss things like what the disco theme should be and all of those things I loved that I liked being able to represent different people in my class hear different people's voices and I loved the feeling of having a job to do a task to do and the desire to do it well So then this continued with different leadership in grade five uh, until eventually I applied to be school captain in grade six. I feel like I was such a bossy school captain. Um, 
in meetings with the other school captains, I remember they were like making paper planes and stuff. And I was like, you guys have to do the work. Come sit down, read this script, da 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 da. Which I look back on and I'm quite ashamed, but I guess everybody starts somewhere. Hey, I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast episode, but most of the ideas are my own. I just wanted to see what other people have to say. And the Northridge group online, whoever they are, said that, that everyone can help you learn something. That leadership is hard, but if you are self-aware and committed to being a better human, everyone can be a leader. To be a good leader, you need to get feedback, be present, and be willing to openly communicate. I guess for me, leadership is about being able to build a community. I love communities. I love my church community, my work community, my school community, and I just love connecting people together and networking and caring about individuals and making them feel like they're a part of something bigger. So that really is what like leadership nuts down to for me. So I was, I was lying in bed the other night thinking about all the things that I'd learned from leadership and how I was so grateful for all the people I'd met and everything. I came up with a short little list of the top, it just happened to be 16, which is not a very satisfying number, but 16 leadership lessons I had learned. So number one was to be kind and foster relationships and say thank you. For me, this was about learning and using the names of people, whether it was grounds cleaners, groundskeepers, uh, admin staff, just everybody else. You really need to get your team on your side and learn their names. So in the school setting, it is like the admin, the principals, people like that. In uh, church settings, it's your elders, your pastors, um, etc. At work, it's your managers, supervisors, etc. Learn their names, be kind to them, thank you, say thanks to them for doing their job, get them on your side, foster those relationships so that you want to work together, so that they want to help you out, and so that you enjoy spending time with them. Number two, drop the formalities. A formal paragraph email doesn't do any better than five casual dot points. And people appreciate a short, sharp, synced, succinct, precise email or assembly announcement or any other form of communication. It doesn't need to be so formal. It can have a nice little smiley face at the end. You can have a nice message at the start and a nice message at the end. Just being kind gets people on your side. Doesn't need to be so formal. Sharp, succinct, to the point, casual. Makes everyone feel better. Obviously, there are circumstances where formalities are necessary, but just read the room. And I think more often than not, you'd find that people would appreciate things being a little bit more casual. At least I think so. Maybe I do that too much. Number three, at the end of each meeting, explicitly assign tasks and action plans. Often you can talk and dream and have all these different wonderful ideas, but you don't actually knuckle down to set tasks for each person to get the job done. You think that you got to a lot of places because you talked about it and dreamt about it, but like if you don't actually have tasks, nothing is going to come from it. So we call them action plans. Set yourself a few action plans. Reword things. So instead of asking someone, have you done this job yet? Why haven't I seen you do this yet? How's this going, etc. Be like, I'm excited to see what you've come up with for this idea. We needed to come up with a script for an assembly. And instead of asking the person like, where's the assembly script? Why haven't you done the assembly script yet? Or when do you think it'll be done? It makes the other person feel better and yourself feel better to be like, I'm excited to see the assembly script whenever you get a chance to finish it. Or looking forward to the assembly. It's going to be so great. Thank you for writing the script, things like that. It means that you 
don't assume they haven't done it. And it's a friendly reminder if you think that they actually haven't done it. And it also just shows that you have trust and faith in them and that you're part of it in a team together. Number six, know who's who in the zoo. It's really helpful to know who is responsible for each job. So again, whether it's admin staff, knowing who does what, uh, it's really important if you're in a church, knowing who does what, if you're in a working environment, knowing who to go for to get sick days off, who to go for for this, who to go for for that. Knowing who's who in the zoo and who does what helps you get the job done faster and can cut out those like in-between people. Number seven, do what you'll do what you say you'll do. If you say, if you put your hand up for a task, do it. Just do it. That's all it is. You gain trust. People will trust you um, and have more faith in you as a leader and they'll see you as reliable and they'll want to have more things to do with you. But in saying that, my number eight piece of advice is if you're not sure that you can do something, you don't have the skills, you don't have the time, etc., just admit that. Be like, I'm willing to do this, but I don't know when I'll be able to get it done. Don't put a time frame on yourself. Or if it's an important task that you know it needs to get done, put your head up and say, I'd love to be able to help someone who is willing to do it, but I don't feel like I have the time to get this done in the time that it's required to get done, if that makes sense. Okay, this is taking a bit of a break from the lessons just to say, A, I'm a little bit sick, so I'm sorry if I sound sniffly and weird, and B, that I almost feel invalid in saying this, doing this podcast episode because I'm not a CEO. It's not like I have tons of years of life experience and tons of years of leadership experience. But I guess that's the point of this episode to say to you that you are a leader in your own space, in your own circle of people, wherever you are, everyone is a leader. So for me, if I say that I don't feel like I'm valid in being a leader, then that completely invalidates everyone else because we're all just the same and we're all equal and we're all learning and loving and living and we all have lessons to share with others so yes quick little break and back to tip number nine give people warning whether that's your school or church or work or house cleaners and groundsmen or the people who deal with finances or communications give them warning don't spring it on them a day before a week before about a certain event give people the respectable warning they'll be It gives them time to come up with ideas for things. It gives people time to organize and plan their week and schedule around it. And it makes them feel better about having to do it. Number 10, say thanks and sorry often. Just because it's someone's job doesn't mean they don't deserve to be thanked for it. This is one of the, one of my biggest things. I think teachers always deserve to be thanked, ministers, etc. Like everyone, even if it's their job deserves to be thanked for what they do and the time and the energy and the effort they put into something even if they're getting paid for it so thank people it'll get them on your side but also it's just basic like kindness I feel and in saying sorry it's realizing that your your mistakes realizing you're not perfect you have places to learn things to learn to be a better leader better person exacto etc but in saying that um you there is such thing as saying sorry too much and I think some of you may probably a lot of you have heard of the idea of swapping swapping sorry for thank you so instead of being like oh sorry I'm late say thank you for your patience or sorry I messed this up be like thank you for helping me work through this to make it better etc and I think that's a really big clarification and distinction because it 
it just makes it more positive and it doesn't put yourself down and it won't make the other person think less of you. It shows that you still have confidence and value yourself, but realize that you still have places to learn and it makes the other person feel good because you're thanking them and they're like, oh yeah, I am patient. Oh yeah, I am, I am good at helping you learn things. And then it just, everyone ends up feeling a little bit better. Be, uh, tip number 11. I guess I've kind of said this, be honest, say yes, say no. It doesn't help being undecided. If someone asks you your opinion on something because they want a survey or feedback, be honest. They want feedback. You can't obviously deliver it in a nice way, but you do need constructive criticism. If someone, like for us, if the principal is wanting to know what the grade cohort or the school thinks about a certain topic, it doesn't help for us to just be all positive, fine and dandy, um, sunshine and rainbows. You need people to be honest. You need people to say, yes, I like this. No, I don't like this. That's that. Tip number 12, always say hi. Say hi to students that you pass if you're in a school or say hi to members of the congregation and church. Say hi to fellow workers and customers if in a working environment. I'm sure there are so many other environments that I'm not naming, but these are the three big ones for me. So I keep on coming back to them. Being a leader is about upwards management and also like downwards management. Maybe there's more fancy corporate language for that, but it's saying hi to the principal and the admin staff when you're passing them. But it's also just as important to say hi to people of the school. You want those quote unquote above and below you to realize that you're on their side, you're with them and you want to support them and be there for them. Always say hi. Number 13, fake it till you make it, baby. Like there have been so many times I've had to stand up on assemblies having no idea what I'm supposed to be saying next and messing it up, but just going with it and being confident and people find it memorable and they don't mind. As long as you're confident and comfortable in it, people couldn't care less fake it till you make it nobody else knows that you're bluffing like they won't call you up on it just pretend you know what you're doing go after it say you'll do it and nobody quite will question it because they don't necessarily know how to do it any better than you do number 14 do things that make you passionate and excited otherwise you won't have the dedication to see it through in leadership it is just as important to do things that the congregation, the cohort, the working environment wants, as well as what you want. If you are constantly tasked with tasks that don't make you passionate, you're never going to have the dedication to see them through, or it'll be just very draining to see it through when things start to get hard. But if it's a topic or a activity slash event, etc., that you're excited about, you'll want to keep on pushing through and making it happen even when it gets hard. Number 15, Work smarter, not harder. This one is a classic phrase, but it's really true. Think about yourself. What's one task that just seems to take way more time than it should? See if there's a way that you could make that smarter, not harder. Number 16, respond and acknowledge emails. Even if it's small and doesn't really need a response, just respond. Say, sounds good, see you then, etc. People want to know that you've received it um, because it can be really annoying when you send out an email and there's just crickets. And I'm sure you've all had that experience before. But if a teacher's asking, sends the class a PowerPoint, wanting you guys to read through it or asks a meeting or if you're in a corporate setting and there's a meeting or they want you to read through a document, just respond back. Say, looks good, sounds good, thank you. Acknowledged even just one word, people knows that you've received it, that you're looking into it and that you're interested and engaged. It makes everybody feel better. And why wouldn't you want to make everybody feel better? That's what I reckon. Wow. Okie dokie. 
I don't really think I have got much else to say. Oh, in saying that, I want to call my younger sister Ella again because I know that she was lots of fun to have on the podcast last week. She is wild and that's pretty cool. So I'm going to call her up now. She's also had a bit of leadership experience as well. So I want to hear what she has to say about what she thinks it's like to be a leader, the different things that she's learned and loved or disliked about being a leader, and just if she has any leadership advice. So let's ring her now. And I was wondering if you had anything that you would like to share about leadership. Yeah, no, sure. I've been doing leadership for a couple of years and I reckon they've really tried working on this a lot over this year that I've been a leader, just like working to your strengths and like knowing your strengths particularly because they really try choosing people in the leadership team with different strengths for a reason. So like knowing your strengths and like playing with them, I reckon that's the biggest tip that I know. So what do you reckon your strengths would be in a leadership setting? Well, my biggest strength is probably, like, creativity yeah. and probably, like, um, socially aware. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, one yeah. one of them. Aware. Yeah, all of that. Just getting to know people and putting relationships first in leadership. That's pretty good. What has been the hardest part of leadership? Putting in a time and effort to actually make change is really hard as well. Especially if you like feel like every step forward, there's another obstacle. For sure. <laughs> well, anything else you want to say to the podcast? Um, hey, podcast. Woo, okay. Love you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I feel like that's everything. I think I, I, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were inspired. I hope you realize that truthfully, everybody is a leader. Everybody has something to share to the world and that there are so many different ways that you can be a good leader and express it and these are just a few small things that I've learned and yes they're leadership skills but they're just life skills they're people skills they're time management and coordination skills etc 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 um I would really love if you left a rating and a review it helps a lot I hope you have a great week I hope you're thankful for the moment that you the place that you are in your life right now but it's also okay to not be and it's okay to be struggling and it's okay to feel like every day is a challenge and a struggle and there is not always good like life isn't always good it isn't always rainbows and sunshines and fairies and you don't always have to be positive I think that's a big lesson I've learned and I'm sorry to the people in the past that I've hurt when I've tried to be too positive around their pain uh yeah That's all I want to say. Your feelings are valid. Your situation in life right now is valid. But regardless of where you are, I think you have to be a little bit grateful. Especially if you're in a pinch me moment and a pinch me situation. If you're interested in leadership, want to know more, especially if you're you're in year 11 at the school I go to and you're thinking about school captain applications as that comes out soon, I would love if you contacted me. I know some of my fellow leaders listen to this podcast I just want you guys to know I am so thankful for you, not as a leader, like regardless of all of that, as a friend, as a human being, as someone who's helped me get through the past couple of weeks and months. Thank you for being here. And with that, good luck, Charlie. (laughs) Bye, you guys. Have a good week. Good luck, Charlie.
Bidi 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 bidi